I can. I was just about to, I was just in the middle of emailing you guys that I couldn't hear you guys. So you guys can hear me, right? Yeah. Perfect. Are you going to do this alone, Chris? Do what alone? The um, subdivision. Oh, Alan's here. Or maybe taking, I don't know. That's not exactly what I meant. We're all alone together. Yeah. We're... Do you expect Walter to be here? It's. Uh, Walter's going to come in and Doug is going to be here. Okay. Sorry. And who's on the phone? We have a neighbor on the phone. Oh, uh, but you said Brian was going to call me. But we still are okay. Sorry. Walter? No, probably. Probably. Right. Probably. Oh, yeah. We're probably still. But if you call him, you can always. Oh, we get some. It's fine. I... Okay, before we get started, um, the typical housekeeping issues. In terms of notice requirements, the subject properties that will be before us this evening were uh, posted. The joining property owners have been notified. The petition was published in the newspaper, and the petition petitions are contained in the Route County website. Um, because this is a high, well, actually, this is really an in-person meeting with a Zoom auxiliary function. I think you call it. Um, for those that are Zooming, uh, well, I'd appreciate it unless you're speaking that you put yourself on mute. Um, if you need to address the commissioners or you have a question, raise your hand. There's the raise your hand function. Um, the public also has the ability to call in on phone and monitor the proceedings this evening. And lastly, for those of you that are here in person, I'd appreciate it A, if you silence your cell phones, and B, use the podium when. It's appropriate. Um, with that concluded, I'd like to call to order the April 7th meeting of the Route County Planning Commission. Sarah, as always, if you'd be so kind. Okay. Dean Warnke. Here. Bill Norris. Here. Brian Kelly. Ben Markle. Here. Andrew Benjamin. Here. Paul Weiss. Jim DeFrancho. Greg Yeager. Linda Miller? Here. Then Robert Marshall. We do have a quorum. We have five out of the nine, so that's good. And I believe Brian Kelly will be calling in by the 
time being, we'll move forward. Um, at this point in time, anyone from the public who wishes to address the commissioners on any items or item that is not on the agenda, now would be the time to do so. Seeing and hearing none, we'll move on to uh, approval of the minutes. We have two sets. First set is February 17th, 2022. Are there any corrections, deletions, subtractions, additions, what have you? Hearing none, might there be a motion? So moved. Thank you, Andy. A second? Second. Thank you, Ren. Uh, all those in favor of approving the minutes of February 17th, please signify by saying yes. 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 Opposed say no. Motion is carried. Minutes of March 3rd, 2022. Again, any corrections, deletions, additions, subtractions, or what have you? Once again, hearing none, might there be a motion? So moved. Thank you again, Andy. Second. Thank you again, Rem. All those in favor, please signify by saying yes. Yes. Opposed, please say no. Motion's carried. Next item on for consideration, Steamboat Adaptive Recreational Sports Activity, PL 2022-0007, Conditional Use Permit for Recreation slash Community Riding Arena. Sir, continue or go on. Hello. Thank you. My name is Gardner Flanagan. I'm the Executive Director for Steamboat Adaptive Recreational Sports, and I do have a presentation. We get it. Well, that's going on. Steamboat Adaptive Recreational Sports is, uh, for those of you that don't know, is a 5013 C3 nonprofit whose mission is to empower and enrich lives through adaptive recreational activities. Um, STARS is applying for a conditional use permit for the existing ranch arena located at 30100 County Road 14B in Springs to provide therapeutic equine riding lessons and programming for youth, adults, and veterans with cognitive physical disabilities. STARS has safely offered equine therapy at a handful of locations throughout the community since 2012. Uh, however, we were unaware of the requirement of a conditional use permit for this type of operation until notified by Alan uh, Golich, at which time we promptly worked with uh, the planning department to submit an application. Next slide. Uh, a physical, cognitive, or emotional special need does not limit a person from interacting with horses. In fact, such interactions have proven to have major physical and emotional impacts. Individuals with disabilities of all ages who participate in therapeutic equine riding can experience physical and emotional rewards. Next slide, please. Therapeutic horseback riding is one of the most beneficial activities for individuals with disabilities. The connection between horse and participant can lead to an increase in independence, communication, trust, 
self-confidence and socialization. Next slide. I'm just gonna ask you to speak up a little bit. Maybe I'll do the towel, so I just want to make sure that people are okay. There are many physical benefits, including improved core strength, gross fine motor skills, and self-esteem. Next slide, please. STARS hopes to provide its participants with the ability to learn basic horsemanship, riding, grooming, tacking, and horse health and behavior. Interacting with horses, whether mounted or from the ground, has a positive impact on the lives of people with cognitive and physical disabilities. Horse activities will not only include riding, but also ground activities, such as learning about the horse body parts, tacking, and brushing the horse. Next slide, please. STARS is a member of the Professional Association of Therapeutic Horsemanship, PATH, our instructors help participants meet their equestrian goals through group and private lessons. Our horse leaders and sidewalkers are trained in the best practices of horseback riding and have ample experience working with people who have disabilities. Instructor to rider ratio runs one to one, two to one, or three to one, depending on the disability. Next slide, please. STARS plans to provide exposure, care, and riding of therapeutic courses in a structured manner at the existing indoor arena and outdoor arena located on the property, which is owned by V. Gail Jensen at 30100 County Road 14 E. M. Springs. Next slide. Gail has named the ranch Zen Ranch after one of her favorite courses. This is a picture of the structure. Next slide. STARS is planning to hold programming primarily in the indoor arena only of the facility. Next slide, which is identified by the red circle in the PowerPoint. Next slide, please. This is a picture of the indoor arena. And there are seven stalls where the horses will be kept during the week. Programming hours are from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. May through September each year. STAR proposes programming and use dates and hours as May to September, Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Next slide, please. Occasionally, we may occasionally provide programming at the outdoor arena which is adjacent to the facility identified here in the red circle. Next slide, please. Uh, anticipated number of employees and volunteers. STARS anticipates having two to seven employees, volunteers on site daily during summer client sessions running weekdays, May to September, depending on the number of participants each day. Again, the instructor to rider ratio is one to one, two to one, or three to one. Next slide. Uh, STARS anticipates having 40 to 60 participants annually. Class sizes will vary from single person private lessons 
two lessons up to a maximum of 10 participants. This number will primarily be local youth and adults, although we do anticipate having a small number of clients from outside the Yampa Valley participate in therapeutic point writing. Next slide, please. Anticipated traffic. Vehicle traffic will generally run May through September during hours of seven to five. We anticipate staff volunteer passenger vehicles to be one to seven automobiles, depending on the participants, participant lessons levels for the day. Individual participants will be dropped off by private passenger vehicles, primarily at lesson start time of 9 a.m. and picked up at 12 noon. Carpooling is encouraged and often happens. Limited afternoon participant private lessons may result in additional drop-off pickup at 12 noon and again at 4 p.m. We estimate a maximum of 10 participant passenger vehicles per day. Group lessons will be transported in a STARS passenger van, see right here, during normal operating times. Next slide, please. Access to the property uh, will be via Highway 131, County Road 14E, to the existing gravel driveway to the ranch. Next slide. Next slide, please. Again, our CUP application is for the indoor and occasional outdoor arenas use only highlighted in red. Next slide. There has been uh, feedback in the CUP process from a neighbor, neighbors Robert and Demarius Sierra have expressed concerns regarding injury on their adjacent parcel highlighted right here of land asking stars and the property owner to provide them with legal indemnification of liability from any damage or injury regarding property and persons. Again, STARS is proposing the use of only the indoor arena and the outdoor arena, both of which are significant distance from the property boundary here. You can see uh, Tegan approximated about 0.3 miles, give or take. No trail or free riding is being proposed as part of the STARS program and the property is fenced. Additionally, you can see in this picture here, there is a, a dirt bike track that is really not appropriate for riding horses on it anyway. Um, all the STARS program participants will be accompanied by staff and volunteers at all times. Pasturing of horses and horseback riding by the property owner and their friends, family, guests, have been identified by county planning as uses by right and therefore can occur without the approval of this permit. And my understanding from county staff is that providing legal indemnification of liability to an adjacent property owner is not something that the county has required of an applicant. And STARS does not feel that providing Mr. Gutenkunst and Ms. Sierra legal indemnification for use of the indoor arena and the outdoor arena for our programming should be required, and we are not planning to accommodate that request. Next slide. Thank you.
Next slide, questions. Um, Commissioners, well, before you even start, I have a question, but it's, is there a difference between hypotherapy and what you're doing? Yes, there is a difference. And the difference is? I am not sure because I am not a hypotherapist. Oh, but I know from talking to Sherry Trousel that it's very different. And we have a board member that is hypotherapy training right now. And it is quite different. So, yes. Um, sure sounds the same, but it's Commissioner's <laughs> <laughs> questions for the petition. Are you planning that you're boarding STARS horses there year round, even though the program is going from May to September? That may occur, yes. Doesn't, I mean, you're saying may occur, not sure. Is that an issue that is being worked out with the owner of the property or what? Yeah, at this time, the horses, uh, the owner of the property does own four of the horses that we use, mm -hmm. five of the horses that we use. And she has her own stables. And then she lets us use them in the summertime. But she does winter them along with the one horse and pony that we do own on her facility. I think her intention is to have the horses on site year round, but that has not happened yet. And so that leads to my next question, which is, I know you've indicated that, um, or at least in the proposal, it talks about there was uh, actual caretaker lodging within the barn. Um, if in fact, you go to a year round boarding of the STARS horses, are you anticipating somebody will be living on site or just uh, on site maintaining the animals? Coming yeah, I mean, onto the property. Gail Jensen at this point does have a caretaker, a ranch manager on site that happens to be a STARS employee. And that person would be tasked with taking care of Any other questions? Um, oh, sorry. Not a question, a statement. I'm an adjacent landowner on 14E. We're in the process of building. There now um, don't have any any biases, personal issues for the application. Thank you for the disclosure. I appreciate it. Hey. So um, thank you to the applicant who provided a really comprehensive review of um, what they're requesting. So currently STARS is requesting conditional use permit for the equine therapy program uh, on 35 acre parcel. And um, before you get to the vicinity map, just indicating where the property is in relationship to the city of Scoopville Springs. Um, so it's fairly close and just off 14E, which is um, just a short um, south of Highway 141. So the project site, uh, as the applicant previously showed you, and that access point is off 14E, uh, and that's where anticipating the traffic for the program to be accessing the site, not for those adjacent roads. 14C 
Um, here's the aerial of the site. So I'm going to refer to the indoor riding arena and dwelling unit as a large structure. Um, contained within that building are multiple components. Uh, there's a dwelling unit. There is the indoor riding arena. Additionally, there's the stables for the horses. There is a riding arena viewing area. Uh, for program participants or you know parents to watch uh, people working in the indoor riding arena. Um, additionally, there is recreational um, and agricultural storage in that structure. It's a pretty large structure. And then you can see um, the outdoor riding arena directed to the south of that. And there's a parking area adjacent to the large structure. So what is being proposed currently is a seasonal equine therapy program operating May through September on an annual basis. Uh, the proposed days and hours of operation will be Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. till 5 p.m. And their participant sessions will be 8 a.m. till 4 p.m. So there's a little bit of time on either end for their volunteers and staff to arrive and prepare. Um, Stars clients would be participating in riding, groundwork, and elements of horse care. So it's not all riding, there's other uh, components to their program that they'd be offering that are just exposure and access to the horses. Um, the programs, as the applicant indicated, would occur within the indoor riding arena or the outdoor riding arena. Additionally, they're going to use that parking area for participants to be arriving and preparing. So this would include the use of seven horses that live on site during the program season. Participants would not be bringing their own horses to the site. So we wouldn't anticipate traffic of horse trailers uh, going back and forth specifically for the use of this program. They're anticipating between two and seven staff or volunteers on site per day with carpooling encouraged. And the program participants in the group therapy sessions can be shuttled by stars. Um, program participants in the private therapy would arrive via private transportation. Um, and as the applicant indicated, a maximum of 10 participant vehicles on site daily would they anticipate. Additionally, all the necessary program infrastructure is in existence on this parcel. They're not proposing to add any new structures infrastructure, access points, trails to the property, everything that they're proposing to use already is on the site. So here's the front view of that large structure that I referred to. Um, again, it's got many components. It's an extraordinarily big structure that has, you know, the residential components that would be private residential use by right, as well as what they're proposing to use that indoor right area for. There's the stables and the indoor riding arena, as well as uh, the arena viewing room that contains a bathroom and a kitchen for the participants, uh, staff, and volunteers to be able to access that's directly adjacent to their proposed program area. And then just some photos. Uh, in this one circle, is that outdoor riding arena for reference. And then there's the large structure, like structure you can see uh, that the programs would occur in 
Yeah. Do you guys have any questions? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, what prompt was Jane used? Alan got in on it. What was there? Was a, so this property was used the previous year by Stars for equine therapy programming. Um, at that point, it was owned by a different property owner. They were unaware at that uh, moment in time that they needed a conditional use permit for this use. Previously, they had used. Uh, the Humble Ranch site for equine therapy many years ago. And they, the Humble Ranch had their own special use permit for equine therapy. So STARS likely wasn't aware at that point that they needed to apply for it, they moved to a different property for these programs. So the current property owner actually purchased this property for the express intent of allowing STARS to have a permanent home for their equine therapy program because they've been moving from site to site over the past few years. Um, and there was an article in the newspaper talking about this program. Um, and at that point, our department reached out and said, sounds like a great program. Please come and talk to us about a permit. And they immediately um, were responsive to that request from us. Yeah. What is the structure in front of the um, the main barn, the, the enclosure that basically sits between the main arena, outdoor arena, oh, and the corral. main Can you see my cursor? That's a corral. Okay. Yeah, that's so like if somebody, you know, is holding the horses there and getting ready for transportation, it's just an outdoor corral. Okay. It's not considered to be part of the therapy program use area. No, I, somebody can stage horses in there, but you wouldn't ride them. You wouldn't have persons riding in the crowd. I see uh, several loafing sheds sitting in there. What is there any? That brings up a question for Gardner, I think, is uh, the hay. Is there hay storage there? They can bring hay in, or can you use hay from 35 acres? It's not quite a, it's not a lot of hay. It's and Gardner, maybe you have yeah. better details. If you look at this aerial, there's actually quite a bit of area that they pay upon this 35 acre parcel. Um, and the large structure has agricultural hay storage space. It's, it's, yeah, it's quite a significant amount of storage, indoor storage. Um, but Gardner, maybe you can speak to whether or not that's enough hay production for the yeah. dry year. That, that is a, a great question. Um, uh, last year with, uh, with the drought, um, we had to purchase some extra hay uh, for the horses, but uh, uh, it, is, it is hay that kind of primarily comes from the pasture. So the drug will come in and up in the, uh, in <coughs> in the parking area. Yeah. You can see there's those two big there's a bay kind of over here that's open, but the hay is covered and protected. This, this facility was built by a friend of mine for his wife, and they were together as a commercial <laughs> horse training operation, riding operation. Uh, they overbuilt it. I mean, it's a nice job. It's a wonderful facility. 
as all of the amenities, the commercial type operation needs, um, the gravel driveways built, overbuilt, the parking areas overbuilt, uh, the hay storage is overbuilt. But unfortunately, that couple didn't continue. That happens. I guess an observation or a comment. Um, I think you are appropriate in making the comment that the planning commission and county doesn't get involved in old harmless agreements, if you would, between neighboring properties. But that's not to say it's the same that say that two neighbors couldn't enter into an agreement like that. Right? Exactly. They could yeah. privately decide to enter that agreement from a staff and a planning, planning perspective. That's not something that we would, I concur. That's that what we I said, would yeah. get involved in unless there was some sort of really extenuating circumstance like they were using an easement through somebody else's property for access, or sure. there was, you know, maybe if there was no fencing and they were they had their program directly adjacent to it. Right. Um, but in this instance, we didn't feel like it's an appropriate uh, recommendation of approval. Okay. Oh, and sort of the other side of that is um, it is possible to make a specific condition that. The area, if you put your map back up, if I look at, I mean, one concern I always have is the best intentions. You don't want people riding anywhere other than the two designated arenas, but it's kind of almost like an attractive nuisance to go down towards the, you said it's a dirt track. Or, it's some sort of like the vehicle race. Yeah. Or, you know, the desire to go ride through the pasture and down to the little lake. It looks like there's some kind of lake. So it is possible to put in a, a specific condition that those areas are not to be utilized. Okay. But then again, considering that each one of the participants has either one, two, or three staff people with them. I would, as part of full disclosure, I've been a volunteer with STARS equine program several years ago. So would you walk them up to the end? And what I would tell you is um, people who are at least at that time and, and not, you know, I mean, I'm not familiar with the current people running it, but there were times problems that a volunteer would think it would be fun if a participant wanted to experience going somewhere else on the horse, you know, to walk with them. And I think it would need to be very explicit that that's not to happen. Um, it is and it may be, I mean, I know, um, is, it, uh, is Southworth still running the program? Ron is, yes. Yeah, is Ron's excellent. Yeah. We, we are not asking to use the full property for this. Mm -hmm. We're going to be in the large structure indoor arena 90% of the time. And occasionally, we may do some outdoor riding and outdoor riding. Right. We have no uh, curriculum for outdoor trail riding right. or pasture riding right now. Don't you make that a specific yeah. approval of but your 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 permit boundary is the entire 35 acres, correct? That's what that's what's being asked for at least. Well, uh, well the, the use is on the 35 acres. 
But I think what's being discussed at this point in time is confining the actual operations and or the well, if the permit boundary was different than the property boundary, then that would be, I think, somewhat easier to achieve. The fact that the permit boundary mm -hmm. is essentially the property means that, I mean, I, I, I don't know if we've ever worded limitations on the movement of uh, within the entire permit boundary. We have, so perhaps it can be a condition that no participant can be on horseback outside of those two riding yeah, yeah. Well, now, but but that's a participant. But didn't I hear something said that there might be other people using the property? Well, yeah, the owner of the property has the right to. That's right. Everyone's that's, that's not our program. But, but when there's a conditional use on the property, doesn't it change the allowable? You have to list out the allowable things that even things that are used by right still are listed on as allowed uses typically within our, our permits um, like the dirt bike the dirt bike track whether it's ever going to get used again or not is enclosed on the, the permit boundary but it's not a use being proposed under the permit holder but it's a it's a use by the owner i just don't know that we've had the dualness of that before so, Andy, I think you're speaking to the intensity of use of the property because that's how I experienced that kind of thing before, where you have um, you have your use by right residence, secondary dwelling unit, riding arena, uh, whatever else uses by rights you have, and then you additionally ask for a land you a conditional or a special use permit on top of that. You would you would evaluate that based on the intensity of use of everything that's taking place on the parcel to determine if that conditional use permit brings it above what an intensity of use deemed appropriate for, for whatever size parcel would be. And so I'd like to address the, the, the condition about restricting use of the rest of the property. There is the condition, it's a standard condition that says this is limited to the approved project. What has been submitted with the application and what is reviewed by in the staff report. And so with, with that condition in there, it basically limits the use of the property to what was proposed and reviewed by the planning commission. So um, I think if you wanted to add a condition, I don't think that would be outside of your purview. I would call that suspenders really because we could if there was an issue about them using that back portion of the property we could call it up and say oh well your application on the staff report only said that you were going to use the front portion so therefore you're not allowed to use the back portion but alan in your statements which i totally agree with however when you say you you're talking about stars yes, yes. just so that's clear the owner can do what the owner wants to do in terms of right and also the these horses as when they're done for the program for the day they will be turned out to pasture so we wanted to make sure that that was clear that these horses being used for that program might have access to the whole property the clientele however using the horses are really limited to the two riding arenas which and is why that that typically you would have a permit boundary separate from the property boundary. I don't know if that's really true. 
We've done that. I know we've done this before. Where well, we had I'm not debating that part. I'm just debating if it's required. And I don't think it's required. I mean, it's not. In general, I, I'm in support of what we're seeing here. I believe it's a good well, program. Blah, blah, blah. But do you, would you prefer, it's really a good question. Should we add a condition that STARS activities are restricted? Is that one the word I want to use? The barn? Getting arena? Uh, I mean, in the past, connecting it and like you're getting, we're getting very specific. Uh, that's what I thought too. Within what, if it was just a box around the uses that they were having, because the owner owns the horses, which gets used, so the horses have a use by rights to the property. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm being rather specific about this, but I'm trying to frame it in a way that I think that I've under, understood it as we've done it before. I think the way I mean. Doesn't obviously call specifically out stars clients. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. their volunteers potentially might be retrieving the horse from the pasture totally. in the morning. That's to call out stars yeah. clients and those where I have no problem with the permit boundary being the entire property in any way, shape, or form. And I think it's a lot easier to do it that way without saying that anyone is restricted to any area. So what do you want to do in area? I don't I don't know that that's necessary to say that because there could be the odd time when there is movement outside of that arbitrary boundary. So uh, there's probably enough set on it already to constitute an interpretation. Yeah, well, and the, 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 the thing is, is that we are the deciding body on conditional use permits. Yes. This can get appealed to the board, but usually in this instance, we're just making a recommendation. Yes. Okay. And then, uh, I think I think that was the only question that I really had. I mean, somebody touched on the, what do you, what is a standard hay production per acre in Rock County? Dry land like this? Yeah. Um, last year, over that, <laughs> sure. dry land you can get a ton per acre. A ton per acre. Okay. This property is good. most likely is going to have to import. It's understandable. Right. Any other questions for either staff or petitioners? Do we need to be the, the, the identified location condition anymore? Because I do have a thing for that. Yeah. Um, I would not I would not support a condition on location. I think by the nature of this particular business, the the uh, you know the concept is within those two areas. I would have concern that, for example, an employee of stars or a volunteer of stars may be lagging a horse. To get it warmed up for the program, that would constitute sure. you know, yeah. an issue. And that's, I would not want to see that because I think the program in nature is specified, but we need to allow them to be able to use this facility um, for other reasons as part of their therapeutic work. So there we go. I generally concur. Okay. I think it's a lot easier to not. Bound again. So, well, and as I said, I think the currents have been, the concerns have been already verbalized in our part of the And then I did have an additional question. So, at the facility on Highway 40, there's no therapeutic horse riding that can occur in that particular location. No. No. Although it was part of the original CUP for their call for that. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Pardon me? It originally called for that, I thought. It did. But, uh, Decision was made not to build the facility. 
There's no horses there. Any other questions? No. Any comments and or questions from the public at this point in time? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Want me to use the podium? I wish you would, please. Yeah, I got to chase him out of here. My name is John Holloway. I'm the president of the Catamount Metropolitan District. The district is the owner of the property to the south of um, this parcel. Our board has reviewed the application. We're in support of the application. I have no objections to it whatsoever. Wish them luck. Well, thank you for the time and appearing. Any other comments from the public? Uh, is there anybody online? Do we have any folks on the phone that want to make public comment or questions? Sarah, do you even know who the is on the phone? Uh, it's in the it's an adjacent property owner that wants to submit a okay. I recognize the phone number. Okay. Um, but it's they fine. indicated that they may or may not may not. Yeah. Comment, so. Okay, at this point in time, seeing and hearing no additional comment from the public, but I'd like to close the public portion of the proceedings. <clears throat> um Pete, can I just make one comment? Absolutely. I was uh this is just a process comment i was looking at the handbook and it says when there's only a quorum of five at the hearing Ooh. that it in order for it to pass it's got to pass with a simple majority so three two so just thank you or the adjustment's a little bit different so just wanted to bring that to everybody's attention yeah where is the where, where's that rule it, it, it's in the handbook. Yeah, there you go. Uh, handbook. On the screen, I have the recommended commissioners of approval. Right. Um, commissioners, additional discussion on any of the conditions or where we're at in this thing, this matter? I mean, I'm assuming, oh, I had one comment, at least I think I did. I think the comment from Roden Bridge ended up as a condition, if I'm thinking correctly. And that was the very last, maybe, condition? That was, in fact, the last it was in four conditions. 19, 20, 21, and 22. Were there comments? Okay. Do we need discussion? Uh, any further discussion on this petition? Folks, Andy? No. Well, with that understood, might there be a motion? Sure. On, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Three zero votes. Yep. Recreation community right in agreement with the findings of that one was written with the general conditions one through 13 is written and the uh, conditions 
one, two. I second. Thank you, Linda. So we have a motion to approve PL 2022-2007 and a second. Any discussion on the motion? Hearing none, all those in favor of the petition and the motion, I'm sorry, all those in favor of the motion, please signify by saying yes. 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 Chair votes yes. Petition and the motion is carried and the petition is approved. Thank you. Give me the difference between that different thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, author, was that was HIPAA being done at the, the series of red barns on the west side of 131? Way back in the I, I looked up the difference. Well, somebody mentioned the Hubble Ranch. It was very unclear to me what the difference was. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what my very <laughs> John, it was a therapist who said it was not as much therapy. That's about as clear as it was. But it's the same thing. I don't know. Yeah. A couple ranch studies. It's a certification thing. Like one of the therapists, and it's a therapist who is a, you can't be a therapist unless you're a certified therapist from the certified therapy association. But you can be a walker. I know, but I'm just saying that might be the difference is that one has a certification. Yeah, okay. Well, We've already spent too much time on it. Never mind. You know, physical that, limitations a little closer to what a physical therapist does, whereas equine therapy is as much emotional yeah, and, and the physicality. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, hypotherapy is supposed to be a little more attuned towards such physical I know what that is. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, oh, yeah, which is carries <laughs> into that's supposed to be the I don't think so. I mean, Kurt said he was going to call. I think he was a little iffy when he sent that email later. Okay. He actually had a typo, which made me feel really good. Mine always had typos. He said, I might join my phone and I'll be on Zoom. I might be on Zoom with the phone. I might be on Zoom. Cool. So, I'm here like this one Walking, walking, and driving the plants, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. 
I think we got discussion of conditions, yes. So basically, Sorry, you're scoochie. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, next item on the agenda is PL 202-10013. Petitioners Douglas and Kathleen Starkey. Sketch preliminary subdivision to divide lot nine into two lots. Lot nine is Alpine Acres. Might I just you... have my PowerPoint sitting there, so whatever you'd like to yep. start with. Well, I just found out today that I'm doing presentation. I PowerPoint like <laughs> You're just fine. Okay, carry on. Uh, I'm Doug Starkey, uh, 1900 Fish Creek Falls Road, also known as County Road 32, also Lot 9. Uh, my wife, Kathy, and I purchased the property in 2003 and remodeled it in 2004. Our house sits at the western end of our 0.88 acre lot. And we're proposing a 0.4 acre subdivision on the empty eastern 
that's Western, but Eastern uh, end of our lot that sits the corner of County Road 32 and Alpine Drive. Uh, we've enjoyed the use of our lot uh, and, and the entire lot when our kids live at home, uh, but now that they're out, 24 acres, uh, Eastern end is empty, other than native grasses, aspens, uh, scrub oak, and other. We had a thought of subdividing our lot when uh, lot five Alpine Acres subdivided in 2017. We are also directly adjacent to the Fox Grove six lot subdivision that's at the corner of Huckleberry. Spent the past 18 months working on our application, mainly that's our issue, getting everything together. Uh, and uh, we're excited to finally made it here. I will put your questions. Thanks. Commissioners, questions for the petitioner. What? I don't understand. What were the boxes on the property lines? I could not get those off. <laughs> well, then I feel better. I tried. I tried. Well, I I live there. I probably can't tell you. You don't see any boxes out there. Well, I, yeah, they're not the easements, or I mean, it could be where it's a masking feature it, of AutoCAD. Yeah, it, it, it happens sometimes when you do things. And I just could not get it So just ignore them, is what you're saying. Okay, fine. Um. Chris, you want to go? I didn't. I have a question. Um, I guess I'm surprised that there was not more comments from the neighbors. I just want clarification. Was it sent out to all owners of the subdivision? Um, yes, it was sent to every our requirements or anything that's touching the property lines and across the roadway. So anything across County Road 32. Uh, I, I'm sorry, right off the top of my head, I don't remember how many he worked, but yeah, we always draw a circle around and plus the posters, the poster in his yard, and we do a lot of questions. I did hear back from one couple. They uh, just were questioning kind of like he's doing, and they had no concerns. And then as Mr. Gardner, uh, Mr. Flanagan, Mr. Gardner. Flanagan left, he's, he's across the street. He said he had no concerns. So, yes, I have a I can give my two cents on that as well. We've already had a subdivision. It's only a nine acre uh, subdivision, and we've already had one split, one uh, subdivision there, lot five, next Nick Metzler's uh, glass house up on uh, over, And then uh, the Fox Road development. I think everybody, and Boulder Ridge is right across the street. I think everybody's used to subdivisions here. And, and to be clear, our noticing requirements only require the adjacent property owner notices to be sent to properties that touch the, the subject property, which is different than the city where they draw a 300 foot buffer and then everything within that 300 buffer gets, gets a letter. But so unless I, I'm sorry, but unless I misread, it's kind of consistent with what's around. It's very consistent with what's around. Kind of, yeah, it is very, yeah, okay. Uh, because the, lo the lots within the subdivision itself, um, you know, like I said, there's, they're not nine acres, they're nine lots. And then, um, yeah, all the way around. So it gets, when you look at this map, the um, this is a Fish Creek Fall Road right here, is where this property is. 
the city yep. of Steamo Springs and all the development lots that are south of there. So you travel from, I thought this would show better on the screen, I saw those objects. The post office is right about here where my picture is. Yes. So you travel up, come up Fish Creek Falls Road, and all of this is um, development. And you just keep on going up Fish Creek Falls Road. So this is all city. And then we have county, and these are all lots surrounding this area also. So that's the general location of where this is located. Okay. Any other questions before Chris starts? Well, it's it's for you, Chris. What are, are the size of the Fox Road lots again? Uh, they they range anywhere from half an acre to 0.8 acres. Yeah, there's a small here. Okay. Yeah, that goes into you. With a magnifying glass? Yeah, I did that. I did it on the laptop. I'm not going to enlarge it. I actually could read it sort of. Okay. Sorry, I jumped in. So the lots surrounding this area, they're all basically the same. Right. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. It's also a list of all the Foxborough lots. That's what I was pointing to. Yes. And Walter Slutter. It was easier for me to ask Chris than to try and read those. <laughs> Mine is just a very short presentation. I just went over the uh, where it was located for you, and basically these are the same things that you have in your packet. So Alpine Drive, um, the site is right on the corner, and then you can see where the surrounding lots are located to give you an idea. They're basically the same size, just in different configurations. This fact is also in your packet of information. Mm -hmm. um, the, the lot right now is, is basically pretty much flat. And so the access for the existing house is off of um, District Falls Road and 32. So it is located, located right on the west side. So the division is going to happen on the east side and they will access from the interior road from and of course, this is just a projection of what a house would look at like. This is what the house may be built to look like in the future. Yeah, the green area. So the um, driveway will come off of that um, northeast corner, which is above that green box area. There was questions about stopping distance down to um, kind of to this Creek Falls Road and Mike Ford has taken a look at that and he is looking at that. And there's actually a driveway almost directly across from where the first road is going to be. Um, so that has been looked at. There was a question about the um, lot being a corner of it, which is the southeast corner. On the southeast corner of that lot, there's a small section of the road that travels through it. It's, it's approximately 100 square feet. And um, in the end, we're going to have to do a right of way for that corner lot. What we think happened there is that when the subdivision was planted, it wasn't on the road, but over time, we think the road moved. And being on a corner and being a, a traveled road, people probably cut in the road, you know, over time the road gradually 
shifted over and now it is paid, so that shouldn't be happening anymore. So it's it's more stable once it has right. been paid. But we will work that up with like <coughs> so uh attorney has already taken a look at that and that's what we would like to do is just have um, for that small program, we'll figure we'll that out with the um, the final plat process. And each condition that the addition has been added um, to that effect, um, so that we can if you approve this, that would be a particular condition. It is a two lots of division. Um, it meets the LDR zoning standards. It is allowed um, secondary units for our regulations. Both of those lots are. Um, and the only, I think, the questions that are probably up for discussion um, after my explanation there is that um, this is an appropriate use for this lot to divide into two of the Exarch County zoning regulations. And um, the conformity question. So those are the two um, items that. Um, Questions for um, Chris? Let's take it maybe one at a time. Um, the appropriateness of this request to subdivide. I did forget to mention that it is being sent by water to a lot of city. Right. In the, yeah. Also, and utilities are across the street, they would have to uh, work out do you have the ability to put Walter's spreadsheet on the screen? And the spreadsheet would be page one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it would be page 43 or 44. This is the spreadsheet. Yes. Back Sure you do. Yeah, just download the PDF and then put it on the screen. If I can on the internet. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Oh. And here I thought. I found these glasses and they're just the ugliest things, but they work really good. <laughs> Okay, so what page is it on? I say it's page 43. Of Page 44, you said? 43. It's at the end of this letter. It's 33. There you go. Yeah. And then do you have the ability to enlarge it? Okay. I'm fine. What you got to find in it? Yeah. You see where it says 29 to 44? Yeah. Yeah. Type it to 43. 
here. This little screen that's screen the one. Okay. And then, can, do you think you can enlarge? I know you can't. Just enlarge it a hair, so it stays on the screen. We'll get rid of the right-hand sidebar. Get rid of that arrow thing. Budget. Ah, <laughs> a little bit bigger. It's a little bit bigger. Yep. Now you're cooking. That was what? Yeah, but I want it by the I want the one underneath it, I think. No, you know what? I'm in the wrong one. I'm sorry. I'm in the wrong one. Well, 33. Sorry. Yeah, they're Walters. I'm just in the wrong one. It's page 33 of Sorry. They look the same. I don't they kind of look the same, yes. So the topic of discussion is this subdivision appropriate for the area in one of the commissioners think. I mean, considering that the majority of the lots are all small there to begin with, I don't know if that makes much difference. It doesn't mean anything. Comments? I think the scale is appropriate for the context of the adjoining neighborhoods. Chris said that it's yeah. allowed within right. our zoning um within zoning the site um, so you know as far as the fee and loop goes uh fee and loop we're going to get to that because i think that's going to take some discussion what's been done before has worked appropriately enough in my opinion well i, I think well if we're all good with it it's okay for the neighborhood i mean we're comfortable with that Okay, let's get right to the fee loop because I I think the petitioner slash Walter's comments about and staff's comments about seventy seven thousand dollars is a little bit out of whack uh, and is inappropriate. The question gets to be the next is is the seven thousand dollars that's being proposed realistic. Um, in our minds. Um, I mean, the, the value of this particular spreadsheet to me is, well, this is what I did. Just for fun, I averaged the fee and loop percentage of sale price, see the right-hand column? I just took the average of those Sales percentages. The Fox Group. Yes. Sorry. She said it comes out to be approximately one. Well, it was 0.947 to be precise. Yeah. Yeah, it was approximately one. Yeah. 
And so then, you know, the next thing you would want to do is, well, okay, if we take this 636,000 equivalent per acre price for lot nine and multiply it times one. No, if you multiply it times 0 0.00947, then you come up with 6,000 some odd 22 bucks. Plus the 7,000. Did you already do this math, Alan? I did. I, I did. I, I did the math according to to the regulations. Well, I knew that. And it and, sounds like I did the math what you did. And came up with that seventy-seven thousand number. Which we don't know. That's not gonna fly. I'm yeah. sorry. But so no Yeah. You were nodding your head. That's why I thought maybe you did it, but if Chris did it. And I also did it. Um where did they come up with I had a six hundred and forty-four thousand dollar number. There's another column to the right of this. So one sale price and one's Chris. Uh, yeah, there you go. I did that one just to pick on it and also multiply that times 0.947. And I came up with $6,098. I don't know how else we're supposed to do it. I, I mean, you, I don't think it's appropriate to throw darts. No, and I think in the past we've, we've had this discussion on property several times with the clear intent of it obviously being on large subdivisions that were being proposed as a way to <clears throat> help funding of school, sure. and parks and things like that. On these smaller, where we're just subdividing existing lots, it was determined that the 20% fees just not really feasible. Uh, Onerous. Yeah, no, <laughs> and burdensome. Burdensome. And so I think what you're, what you're proposing, I don't think it's arbitrary and capricious because it, 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 it relates to large, yeah, large more large, large scale development, yes. large scale well, subdivisions. And so yeah. I think the 0.94, I can live with. That. Well, here's this is where I'm coming from. The petitioners proposed. Fee in lieu of seven thousand dollars, and so in my end, is that a realistic number? Does it make some sense? Is it something that's acceptable to us? And I just did the math to and see if it was analysis. Yeah, and I thought, yeah, that's probably okay, based on my math. Agreed. But don't let me sway you. I mean, I, <laughs> if they came back and said six thousand six hundred, whatever the point nine four is, I would agree. They already offered seven, so don't be going that direction. <laughs> well, this I, this is the last. We're not the deciding factor. Yes, we did. No, we're not. No, we're not. That's correct. Well, and just again, being devil's advocate, this takes into account the fact that this lot is going to be much more valuable in light of current housing and property oh, yeah. prices. Yeah. So we have actually factored that in because of the value of this lot. I think the petitioner okay. did, yes. I think that's right. why you got yourself a very good. He probably did the exact same math that we yeah, just did here. And then he rolled it up. But Sir, you look like you wouldn't chime in on something. Oh, cool. I think it's cheaper on the transfer of density, right? So we're going to run it that way. If they want to apply it to the other set. Somebody else trade me a density. I think they're not cheap. So, being lieu to fill parks and rec, this does wires. 
Well, I mean, each the school district gets a piece, and, and um, yeah, Parks and Rec gets a piece. Well, again, it gets back to an offer has been made of seven thousand dollars. Do we, as commissioners, wish to accept that and think it's reasonable? Yes. Linda. Yes. 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 Well, then I guess there you go. When is it paid? Sorry? When is it paid? Oh, oh it's paid at the end, I think, very, very end. That's a condition of what I like about closing, okay. but it would be final subdivision authority. Okay, so final yeah, there's, right. still, there's still the final plaque. Yeah, remember, this is sketch. And Yeah, okay, fine. So yeah. it would be paid at final. Yeah. It would be paid prior, prior to awarding the plaque. Right. Well, Any other comments and or discussion on the petition? Or questions? Hearing none. Oh, 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 oh public. Um, I am going to open it up to the public. Is there any comments? Did we have anybody comment? I don't think anybody's on. Well, okay. And I'm not seeing anybody, so. Guess I'll close the public portion of this proceedings. <clears throat> okay, I think at this point in time, I think the discussion is the discussion has been relatively well managed. And so, with that thought, might there be a motion out there someplace? Mr. Chair. Yes, Commissioner Norris. To approve the sketch of In a second, I have a question, which maybe is not timely. The conditions don't talk about a few new, do they? That's what I was just looking for. That's what I'm looking yeah, for. Too. There's number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Yeah. So, we're going to fill in $7,000. So, Mr. Norris, we're going to fill in $7,000. There you go. Number nine. And I would. You're okay with that? Go ahead. We're all okay with that. It's okay. We're good. Thank you. It's a friendly amendment. Well, I'd offer a friendly amendment. This is a recommendation for approval versus approval. Sarah's going to fix that too. So we have a motion. Any in a second? And some friendly amendments any discussion further hearing none all those in favor of the motion as presented on pl 202 please signify by saying yes 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 oh say no sure votes yes motion is a carry the petition for sketch preliminary to approve we're good you guys have other business? Yeah, I mean, you're more than welcome to stay and listen to Christy and what have you. But. <laughs> Good luck. Thanks. Now the fun starts.
Are you there? I am here. Your turn. And I kept the little guy at bay and he just came running in the room. So timing is impeccable. Um, so hopefully we can keep this quick. Um, I think Tegan left, but I believe I informed you all last meeting that Tegan um, took a job with Hayden um, to be their new community development director. And we're really excited for her. Her last day is next Friday, the 15th. And we are having a going away party for her um, at Snowball. So if anybody is interested, that will be at, I think it starts at 4.30, but I'll just say five o'clock. Um, and you are more than welcome to join in the festivities. That is on the 15th also? What's that? It's on the 15th. Yep, so Friday. Friday night for happy hour, come on. Um, along with that, um, I don't know if you all are aware, but Roberta um, resigned. She um, had an unexpected uh, offer on her house, I guess unsolicited offer on her house. She had had her house on the market for quite some time without any luck. Um, so it, this kind of, um, it's been off the market. It was kind of like expected at this point in time, um, but she is moving. Steve, is it Oregon, right? Yeah, Washington, I think, the state of Washington. State of Washington. So um, go ahead. What was that? Did anybody? Oh, okay. I thought I heard something. Um, so we will need to fill Roberta's position and we are already currently trying to solicit applicants to fill the town of Yampa position. Um, so we will add this to the list. Um, so with that, on looking forward at the um, calendar, we have scheduled for the 21st um, a special use permit for the Humble Ranch. I heard you guys referring to that earlier, um, but that will be a special use permit. Um, Tegan started the application, but is going to hand it over to um, Alan, who pulled the short straw. Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, so I'm sure Alan and I will tag team that um, if, if necessary. Along with, we have scheduled a planning, um, a master plan update on the 21st. Um, specifically, we're going to be talking about the last survey that just went out and closed, uh, where we got over 800 responses to the survey. So we're pretty excited about that. And um, we're going through all the data right now. Um, but as we can tell right now, it pretty much confirms a lot of the assumptions we made and presented to you uh, the last time. So there's really no big changes there. Uh, but we'll present that along with um, a revised timeline. And right now we are actually working on the draft plan. Um, so we're gonna present the timeline of where we're gonna present chapters to you. Um, and you can expect throughout May and forward pretty much having a discussion on the master plan um, until the plan adoption, which um, I had informed you all that the plan adoption was more than likely going to be pushed back. Um, and we we're going to have to revise our timeline being that we did this robust outreach and a lot of that um, 
we pretty much thought that it was going to be pushed back anyway, but our initial timeline for May and the adoption was really um, centered around our DOLA grant that we got, which expires in May, um, at the end of May. Um, but we were informed that we would be able to extend that grant, but we would have to coordinate with DOLA um, around this time to let them know and check in where we're at and if we needed to push it back a little bit. So although we are working on the draft plan, as you know, there's a process for adoption and we need to schedule you know, works sessions and we have to put the plan out for the public for public comment, that will take time. So really just thinking about those dates, we, would, um, we have the plan adoption now scheduled for the end of August. Um, we did um, extend our DOLA grant and we got it extended to the end of the year, um, just in case to leave some wiggle room. As we all know, as you get to adoption, that's when people come out. <laughs> and although I am pretty confident on the robust outreach that we did and we all know how this, you know, goes. People come out, you know, being like, I didn't know this was going on. And um, I fully don't expect anything to change the direction we're going in, but you always have to be prepared. So we went ahead and got the, the grant extended and we do have that, um, that wiggle room on the bookends there. Uh, let's see. And then on the fifth, we already have an an application for a rezone. Alan, I don't know if you're still there, but um, my calendar just says a rezone. Um, what is that actually for? Uh, this is actually the lot next to Fox Grove. It's a donut hole AF piece, 0.9 acres, and they're requesting rezone from AF to low density residential. All right. So that is scheduled for the for May, and then um, we are receiving numerous applications. Um, we are trying to um, uh, process right now, which is typical this time of year um, to be expected. So um, we have all sorts of kinds of fun applications that you can expect um, in the next couple of uh, months. Uh, Steve um, will be gone starting when? Next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. So Steve um, will be doing his annual boating trip. And something I want to propose to the group, you have all, you know, um, made some I don't know if they've been decisions, but it kind of deciding case by case basis of when, you know, um, you all would participate virtually. Um, and I think it depends on what we have on the agenda. It's my understanding that the preference is that if it is um, judicial um, applications like tonight, you would prefer people to be in person, but for master plan type discussions and more regulatory review that um, people could zoom in. Um, we are going to be a little light on our in-person, um, being that Roberta resigns, we're trying to fill town of Yampa. Steve will be gone for three-ish months, right? 
months? No, weeks, six weeks, probably. Six weeks. Yeah. Um, it, it, and I want to put it up to you all um, to see if your, you know, participation, um, have that participation conversation again, just to see, you know, um, what you're all comfortable with doing. I can tell you the county commissioners are all meeting in person right now, but they are totally hybrid right now. So if something does come up, they are calling in, um, staff can call in and the applicants can call in. They're a little different, obviously, um, how they operate than planning commission, but I want you to all have that conversation and, um, and make a decision on that. And, and just to expand a bit, <clears throat> It would seem my personal preference. This is me talking. I just soon have you know Brian share those meetings, but I'm not against participating or at least calling in if that can work that way. It always strikes me that trying to share something remotely, yeah, uh, get funky. And but, and I and I would 100% agree with that. Um, you know, I I. I had a conflict tonight um, and, you know, just listening in, it's, it's, I, you can hear, but it's a little um, wonky at times. It depends on who's speaking. Um, and so that is the concern. And then also, you know, there's times where I would like to insert myself, you know, during the conversation, even though I know it was covered by Alan and we made arrangements. Um, you know, sometimes you don't want to like muddy the waters by having like people chiming in online sometimes you know, through Zoom uh, while there's conversation going on there. Um, but, you know, there are instances where it may be necessary to either A, have a quorum or if you're really interested in the topic. Um, but like you said, chairing a meeting, you know, and you being on Zoom, that's why I kind of just took the back seat and, you know, allowed staff, I was confident in staff, you know, kind of leading the discussion, you know, and things like that. Nice job, What's that? They did a nice job, by the way. Yes, they did. <laughs> um, so it's, it's going to be up to you all um, how you would like to proceed forward gets the job done keeps applications moving forward mm -hmm. i suppose that's the other option too do you review it based on what's on the agenda and make it land yeah i mean uh, as we know, I mean, things always come up. Sometimes something can be pretty straightforward and you have a full room. But I think for the most part, we know that ahead of time, just based on, you know, applicants or neighbors calling us or we can gauge that and we could fully communicate with you the week of to say, hey, we had X amount in person. I think, <clears throat> excuse me, best practice would be for us all to be in person but as we know, things come up and just not to make a habit of, you know, being like, oh, you know, I'm going to just zoom in for every meeting. I think, I mean, I think in general, the commissioners all agree in person is the way we're going to go. Thank Yeah. Agree. So there's your marching orders. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, and then last is obviously with. Tegan's departure, we 
have advertised and just closed for the planner one position to fill um, to fill that position. Uh, we did get three applicants. Um, and so we are gonna be doing interviews starting next week to hopefully fill that. Um, and potentially, you know, one of those applicants is um, Michael, who, um, who is our planner tech. And so there's a potential we may have another vacancy to fill, um, you know, and also um, just we'll keep it simple, but Greg also applied. So um, <laughs> we have Greg and then we also have somebody else. So it's, it's actually a good position to be in that we have some really stellar applicants. So I'm not complaining when, you know, other departments are not having as good luck um, with people applying to positions. So um, we'll keep you all posted on that as well. Hopefully we'll get back staffed up 100% because we have a lot going on. <laughs> it's merely a function of the existing staff's approach to life and good nature and the work environment. You're welcome. That's serious. There's an hour of Just don't wear those glasses again, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're not that bad. But you could do better. <laughs> so that's all I have, unless you have something for me. <coughs> oh, we're good. Anybody? No. I think we're adjourned. Have a great night. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Get home in the daylight. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a treat. Do you still have perfect snow there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. Um, yeah. It's like Burma Lake. Uh, well, I'm still looking at at least four to five foot Burma Lake. Yeah. Yeah. Three quarters of my lot still got snow on it. I have been up on it, so I can't. Yeah, it's leaving. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Ren. Yeah, thanks. What's the matter?
So this is still on and recording. 